2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro, and we have a super stack show for you guys today. But before we get into that super stack show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to bring to you this entertainment. Thank you so much for following along with this podcast, download, subscribing, rating, review, all that good shit. Thank you so much for all our fans from all over the world. I'm talking about Germany, Ireland, Netherlands, Australia, Canada, Mexico, India, Indonesia, fucking Taiwan. All over the world, we are doing it big. We are doing it large. I want to give a special shout out to my fans in the Philippines for making this podcast the number two podcast in podcasts. That's pretty fucking awesome. Thank you so much for all our fans globally. Follow along on Instagram at Pod and follow along on TikTok at Pod for all the latest news and notes and posts for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast along with the interactions that we have with our fellow fans and fellow wrestling fans on Instagram. Before we get into the show, one more thing I want to say is I want to give a big shout out to the, the GSMC Network. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for putting me on the network. You guys rock. I appreciate being a part of the family. So yesterday we had some technical difficulties and we were unable to bring to you a show, which I hate doing. So today we're playing a little catch up. We're going to be talking about NXT. We're going to give all our news and notes for tonight's impact wrestling. We're going to be hopping to the DeLorean and doing making an impact today. And of course, we got the news and notes from around the world. So let's start the podcast right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it feels good to be back. As always, I appreciate all our fans from all over the world. We got a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. But before we do, I want to send a rest in peace and my condolences to Melissa Cotes. I believe that's how you say her real name. I mean no disrespect if that's not the pronunciation. But Melissa Cotis, a.k.a. Super Genie. Uh, many of you might have known her to be a manager for Sabu. I always liked the dynamic of Super Genie and Sabu. I always thought that she was the new Bill Alfonso, I would say, and she really played that role well, and I always did appreciate her contributions. And I also really appreciated how she made Sabu more legit outside of the wrestling world because she was really a force behind pushing Sabu's social medias and making Sabu, pushing his bookings and promoting his bookings on Twitter... And I noticed like, from a lot of shoot interviews with Sabu, she would be right there and help him promote what he got coming up. So, very sad. I want to send my thoughts and prayers and condolences to the family and friends of Melissa Cotis. And I just, I'm just shocked by this. I know she was dealing with some health issues uh, late last year. She actually had to get her leg amputated, unfortunately. But she always seemed to be high in spirits. So, this was very sad news. Rest, rest in peace once again. <laughs> Very sad, very sad. In the news, Tony Khan, Mr. Khan with the big mouth, right? Khan's been very outspoken lately. He, he's he been doing these media appearances, and he's just, you know, being Tony Khan. He's, he's very outspoken. Tony Khan recently was talking about how WCW was a f- fail and how Russo made it 10 times worse. And he caused a little controversy because he recently said yesterday that he believes that Double or Nothing was better than WrestleMania this year. Now, in my opinion, he's not lying. It was, but that's not what people are mad about. People are mad about the fact that Tony Khan can't stop talking about the WWE. Now, there's, you know, there's something to be said about running your own race. And if you want to be the alternative to the WWE, then why are you constantly comparing yourself to the WWE? You're the alternative. There should be no comparison. You are constantly bringing up the WWE. Every chance you get in the interview, you're constantly trying to belittle them for their business practices or trying to big yourself up by saying that you guys are better. So in my opinion, the best way to show that you're better is to do just that. Show that you're better. You don't have to tell us. Like, in my opinion, I know. I thoroughly enjoy AEW more than I enjoy the WWE. So, I already agree. I just don't need somebody saying, oh, yeah, we were better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we We're better, huh? Yeah, what do you think? You think we're better? Yeah? Like, come on. It's a very... And I know... I I I really respect Tony Khan, but it just doesn't need to... just doesn't need to be like that. You know what I mean? We don't need to hear... The WWE's name come out your mouth every time you're doing a press release, every time you're talking to the fans, or every time you're talking to the media. If the WWE mentioned AEW as much as AEW mentioned the WWE, then it's fair game. Like I, I mean, I I'm, I'm even being a bit hypocritical. I, I like some of the things. Trust me, I got. Goosebumps for days when Cody Rhodes smashed the throne at Double or Nothing 2019. And on top of that, I I really did respect when Jericho called out crappy creative for WWE. But like, and you know what? Even as of recently, when Tony Khan called out Nick Khan, I thought that was a funny little thing where he did where he was talking about the New Japan deal with WWE. That was funny. But it's like, to go out of your way every single time to talk about the WWE or how you're better than the WWE... It's like come on. It's not needed. Once again, show it show the product and we'll see by watching it. But the fact is, you don't need to tell us, you know what I mean? Like the narrative of them running NXT off of Tuesdays, I mean off to Tuesdays, it's a false narrative. We know why they moved to Tuesdays. It was due to USA's deals with other entities. But I I mean once again, this is coming from a AEW fan who is thoroughly in love with the product more than anything that the WWE does. I just don't want to hear that we're better, better, better. I'd rather you stick to what you're doing and run your own race. Because at the end of the day, if you're worried about who's in front of you, you're never going to make it past that person. You got to run your own race. That's all I got to say about that. Tony, Tony, this is coming from a fan. If you hear this podcast, I still love you, Mr. Khan. I would still love a job with the AEW. AEW has a podcast division. Bring on the Wrestling Delore podcast. But, hey, and you know what? I don't want to be a hypocrite. No one bashes WWE more than me. I bash the fuck out of WWE. But I'm from the outside looking in. I don't work for AEW. I don't work for the WWE. I just keep it real. I just keep it non-biased. I just keep it 100. So that's all I got to say about that. So Also in the news, John Cena. John Cena confirms that he is returning to the WWE. I mean, he's confirmed it a couple times before. It's not like the first time he's confirming it. He's confirmed it on Chris Van Vliet. He confirmed it on other, uh, what's called, media calls. But John Cena was on Jimmy Fallon last night. For the late show. And he did say that he is returning to the WWE. So once again. Speculation running wild. Are we going to get John Cena versus Roman Reigns? What is the future for John Cena after Roman Reigns? Does John Cena deserve a title shot before. Like everyone else. That's been there. Like in my opinion. I would have John Cena earn his way to a title shot. I would have a battle royal to crown the number one contender and maybe have Cena as a surprise entrant and win. But it looks kind of bad John Cena just walking right back in after not having a match for over a year. And I'm not calling that Firefly Funhouse match a fucking match. That wasn't a match. That was some cinematic mindfuck. I thought I was on acid watching that. That wasn't a match. And even before that, it was almost a year before John Cena had a match. I'm not calling that shit he had with Elias where he had that fucking, what's, what we called call The binging punch or whatever the fuck he called it. That wasn't a match either. All right? So, John Cena's last real match was probably against Undertaker at WrestleMania 33, I believe. Or 34. So, let's, 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 you know... Let's see what happens. I know SummerSlam, they need the big money match, but if we're talking about what's fair here, John Cena shouldn't be the number one contender. But then again, life isn't fair, ladies and gentlemen. So, what the fuck? Anyway, like I said, we were unable to talk about it last night due to technical difficulties that really pissed me off, by the way, because one thing I like is to be consistent But since I couldn't be consistent yesterday, we're going to just do it today. We're going to be back in a few moments after these commercial breaks. And we're going to talk about Tuesday night's NXT, which, by the way, was an amazing show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered.
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get into this episode of NXT, which I believe was an amazing episode of NXT. As always, NXT is firing on all cylinders. I feel like I say that every week, but God damn it, am I lying. So the reason why we're doing this on a Thursday and not on a Tuesday is because we had technical difficulties yesterday. So we are doing this today. I got to talk about this show. I was not going to skip over it. So let's get into this super stack show. NXT took place on June 22nd, of 2021. That was a really good show. Really good show. So let's cut this beat and let's get into the shit. NXT this week was really good. We, we started out with Adam Cole. Adam Cole said that he was not going to name an opponent. He said he's not going to play those games. And he is just going to kick O'Reilly's ass next week. This led to Carmelo Hayes, who had a good appearance against Kushida a few weeks back. He comes out. He, he spits some game and he hits him with the John Cena ruthless aggression line with the big slap included very Cena-esque here, I think that's what he was going for, and they proceeded to have a really good match, Adam Cole picked up the victory, but Carmelo Hayes definitely was, you know, doing his thing in there, and showed me that he has potential, and had promise, because there was some points in that match where it looked like he was going to pick up the upset, but in the end, he does not, in the end, he falls victim to Adam Cole, Adam Cole is now red hot going to his match, his unsanctioned match, next week at the Great American Bash against Kyle O'Reilly. We got a promo from The Way after this. The Way, uh, Pete Dunn, well, not Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn interrupts The Way, but it's Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. They're out here, and I don't know why I had a total brain fuck right there. (laughs) Shit, maybe I should have more notes. (laughs) Anyway, we have Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. They come out and they discuss how Johnny Gargano should be the number one contender for the NXT champion. He is talking about how he's a gentleman, how he does things the right way. And for the 54 days that he was the NXT champion, that the company thrived to levels and places that it never was before. This led to Pete Dunne coming out along with Oni Lorkin, And Pete Dunne says that he should be the number one contender. And he tells uh, Theory to shut up. Pete Dunne, he's jacking jaws with Gargano, but Gargano says that he is a gentleman, so he's going to walk away. Austin is still in the ring talking some shit, and Pete Dunne grabs Austin Theory's fingers, snaps him. This leads to a tag team matchup later tonight between these two teams, and that was a great match, but we'll get into that. But talking about tag team wrestling, we got a really good women's tag match as Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, they went against the Robert Stone brand, and... This was a really fun match that got a lot of time. Also, we had uh, appearances from Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez and Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. So we'll see what happens in the NXT Tag Team Women's Division. It looks like it's really starting to heat up and we might get a lot of good action coming from there. Really good stuff. The NXT Women's Division might be the best women's division in all of wrestling. And that's saying a lot because there's been a lot of thrives and strives by Impact Wrestling and AEW to have really good women's wrestling, but still. And also, I, I'll be remiss if I don't uh, bring up Ring of Honor. They have a really good women's tournament going on right now for the Women of Honor. But NXT right now is kicking ass when it comes to the women's division. They got great women wrestling. They have great characters. They have everything that you would want in a great women's you know storyline to match. But anyway, once again, we got Oni Lorcan and the way well Oni Lorkin and Pete Dunne versus the way here the team of Gargano and Theory. This was a fun match. Uh, Johnny Gargano was uh, given the win here. He actually picked up the win. He pins Oni Lorcan in this, and I think that this might lead to a Gargano versus Cross match, maybe on free TV. I, I don't see them doing that at Takeover um, unless they totally turn Gargano face. Um... Because right now that would be a heel versus heel match. Uh, but even if Pete Dunne technically becomes the number one contender, it will be a heel versus heel match. So I don't know. Maybe they do it three-way. I don't know. But Pete Dunne was not involved in this pinfall. So he still has a gripe for the champion. And Gargano now is going to have a bigger gripe for the champion since he got the pinfall in his victory. But yeah, this was a fun match though. I, I really enjoy the tag team wrestling of NXT. It's It's really good. Um Yeah, I, I I uh I just don't know who's next in line for a cross, and since we've seen Cross in the main roster, I am to believe that carrying Cross's next title defense or his next title defense at a takeover will probably be his last title defense because he's probably gonna be fast tracked to the main roster. We got a match from Frankie Monet, the former Taya of Valkyrie. She defeated Electra Lopez, I believe her name was. Um, it was alright. Some sloppiness. Nothing really too, too enamoring here. Nothing too amazing here. I know Taya could do better. I think maybe you have to just put her in uh, matches with... No disrespect here, but with better wrestlers maybe. But yeah, I know Monet has a lot of you know talent. So this is probably not on her. But yeah, um... She's steadily getting built, and I just think that they need to, you know, put her in bigger matches to really build her stock here in NXT. Match of the night, though, the match that really made people want to check out this episode was Kyle O'Reilly going against Kushida here in a non-title match. This was not for the Cruiserweight Champion. I know a lot of people were on uh, Twitter saying, wait, is Kyle O'Reilly Champion now? But he is not. But Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida had a wonderful match. I believe this is not the first time that they wrestled. If I'm not mistaken, I believe they both wrestled in Japan for New Japan Pro Wrestling, maybe for the uh, IWGP Juniors Champion. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe they also had a singles match in Ring of Honor. But be that as it may, this is a very mature Kyle O'Reilly versus a very mature Kushida who both took their game to the next levels. And I got to say that this match was phenomenal and probably was the match of the night. I I gave it a four out of five stars. This was just nonstop. Both guys look like superstars in the ring here. And in the end, Kyle O'Reilly picked up the victory. Kyle O'Reilly is, like I said, not the champion. But him and Adam Cole will be facing an unsanctioned matchup next week at the Great American Bash. And both wrestlers come out tonight with a lot of momentum. I'm very excited to see Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole next week in an unsanctioned match. We've seen them in PWG in a uh, guerrilla warfare match. We've seen them in Ring of Honor in a fight without honor match. We've seen them in their bloody match back in 2012 that, you know, Kyle O'Reilly split open Adam Cole's lip. And blood was spitting out like a horror movie. I was actually there live for that. And that was the match where I really was like, wow. O'Reilly and Cole are going to be the future of this business. And by God, they're on TV right now tearing it the fuck up. So maybe I'm a fortune teller. But anybody with two eyes who knows the business could have seen that these two would have been big stars way before they became on TV. So I'm not really a fortune teller. I might be a fraud. But anyway, after this matchup, we had the debut of the Diamond Mine And boy, did they cause some ruckus. They attack Kushida after this matchup. And the Diamond Mind, who is Hideki Suzuki, and another wrestler who I didn't catch his name. They're being managed by the former Stokey Hathaway, Malcolm Bivens. And their leader was revealed to be former NXT North American champion. NXT Tag Team Champion, and a former member of the Undisputed Era, none other than the Messiah of the Backbreaker, Roderick Strong. Now, this is how I feel about this. I love Roddy. Roddy's a great wrestler. Roddy belongs on TV. Roddy has been one of my favorite wrestlers for as long as I can remember. I'm thinking 2006 when I first saw him on The Independence and 2006 when I saw him on TNA Impact. And I even talk about Roddy this week on Making an Impact, which, by the way, will be on this episode today, so stay tuned. But Roderick Strong, you know, he doesn't strike me as the leader of a group. He hasn't been in many factions, and the factions that he was in, he wasn't the mouthpiece. Now, I know that's why they have Malcolm Bivens there, but he still doesn't strike me as a leader. When he was in Generation Next with Austin Aries, Alex Shelley, Jack Evans, and Matt Seidel back in the Ring of Honor days... He wasn't a talker. When he was in the House of Truth, he, ne- he needed that Truth Martini character. When he was in the Undisputed Error, he was more of a background character. So it's cool to see him get this spot and this sign, but I just don't know if this fits him. Look, the Diamond Mind promos and vignettes were, they were very MMA-esque. And I know Roderick Strong is training with his wife, Marina, in MMA combat. But, I mean, I believe the real story would be the Diamond Mind, if I was booking it, would be led by Bobby Fish, a former MMA fighter. A guy who has MMA matches under his wing. A guy who could talk. A guy who, who could be a good leader. The infamous Bobby Fish. And that could lead to storylines between Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly also has that MMA style. Bobby Fish could try to uh, recoup Kyle O'Reilly into the diamond Mind. I just don't know if this fits for Roderick Strong. And that's coming from a big Roderick Strong fan. But we are going to have to wait and see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens. I just wish that Bobby Fish had something to do with this. In my opinion, and I hope I'm wrong. I don't think Bobby Fish is going to be long for this world of NXT. I don't know if he's going to be sticking around or if he's going to be. Bobby Fish is in his forties. Uh, he he's had a lot of injuries, and I don't know. I I hope Bobby Fish sticks around. But I thought that you know if there was ever a spot for Bobby Fish on NXT, this was it. But I guess not. We gave that spot to Roderick Strong. We're going to see what happens. I'm a big Roddy fan. No disrespect to Roderick Strong, but this was a great episode of NXT. I give this episode of NXT a 9 out of 10. I Well, I don't even do out of 10s. What the fuck? I give this episode of NXT a 4 out of 5, which would be equivalent to a 9 out of 10, which would be equivalent to a 20 out of 30, like whatever you want to call it. But I gave it a 4 out of 5. I don't know why I went to the 10 rating. It wasn't that good. It wasn't It wasn't like, oh my God, Meltzer, I have to break my 5-star rating and give it a 6-star. No, fuck that. All right, I gave it a 4 out of 5. Great show. Good episode of NXT. Always delivers. Stand and deliver. Hashtag.
0: Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman.
1: My chief qualification being...
2: I don't know. We're going to be right back. When we return, we're going to be strapping in our car seats to the Wrestling DeLorean, and we're going to go back in time to 2006 Impact Wrestling TNA 2006 on the road to the Against All Odds pay-per-view where Christian Cage is the number one contender for the NWA World Champion. So we'll be right back with all that good shit ta.
0: Rush now we turn only in Russia turn all in Russia
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Making the Impact, where we go back in time and we discuss every TNA Impact from the start on Spike TV and beyond. Right now, we are on the the road to Against All Odds. It is announced that the number one contender for the NWA champion is Christian Cage. So we are going to be talking about all that good shit. We talk about the next two episodes of Impact Wrestling, and we will be talking about Against All Odds next week on this show. So make sure you tune in for that. But you can't tune into for that until you hear about what these two shows have to offer. So let's talk about that right now. But before we talk about Impact Wrestling, I want to encourage everybody to check out Impact Plus. Download the app because this is where I see all my old school TNA stuff for making an impact, for the asylum years, all that good shit. So make sure you give these guys a subscribe. Impact Plus has great action on there. Impact Plus has great, great, great matches and just great content so make sure you download the app impact plus and subscribe because it would definitely be worth it and we could follow along with me also make sure you tune into impact wrestling on access tv every thursday night at eight o'clock the most consistent wrestling show that it doesn't have the letters nxt in front of it Really, really good show. We have a stacked show tonight. It's going to be Kojima and Eddie Edwards versus Violence by Design. But let's talk about these two episodes of TNA from 2006. We're going to start off with TNA Impact from February 4th, 2006. And this show starts out with Team 3D. They come out and they announce that the crowd results, the crowd vote results where they got to decide who's the next team Team 3D goes for have been tallied up and they announced that it will be Team 3D going against Team Canada at Against All Odds, which leads to a big USA chant. You know, I guess the Canadians are still evil. The most peaceful country in the world is always looked at as the most evil wrestling country for some reason. You know, so many greats came out of Canada, but still it's the evil, evil, evil country and us USA citizens will fight against Canada. <sighs> anyway. It is... uh Next, we got a squash match. A quick squash match between Rhino and Kenny King. Rhino picks up the victory with the... Gore! 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 Probably have no voice for the rest of the podcast. That was not smart. Um, next, Larry Zbysko. Ha- he has an interview. He says that he doesn't know why Sting retired. But... It was a shock to him, like it was a shock to everybody else last week when Sting announced his retirement. He's interrupted by Austin Aries and the new leader of the Diamond Mine, Roderick Strong, which has nothing to do with this time period or this timeline, so ignore that. But Roderick Strong and Austin Aries say, "What else do you have? Do you want us to do?" You told us to make opportunities for ourselves. We go out there, we make opportunities. You told us to go out there and get victories. we we'll go out there and get victories. What else do we have to do to be a part of these shows to get title matches to be on TNA? And he, Larry Zbyszko, he's jaw Jacqueline Austin Aries. Chase Stevens from The Naturals come out and he... Basically tells them that they don't know how to make opportunities, blah, blah, blah. He's jaw jacking with them. Larry Zabisco announces that there will be a tag team tournament the next two weeks on Impact. And the winners will get a tag team title shot at Against All Odds. Two teams that are involved in that tag team tournament will be the Naturals and Austin Aries and Roderick Strong. And they will face off in the main event tonight. So, big opportunity for Roderick and Austin Aries who were complaining that they don't get a lot of shine on the show. They get to main event the show tonight, so... Pretty cool there. We next get AJ Styles versus Jay Lethal one-on-one. This wasn't... uh, If this was, you know, today, it would be a really stellar match and probably get a lot of time and good back and forth and very competitive. But this is Jay Lethal versus AJ Styles from 2006, where Jay Lethal just debuted for the company. I believe he was only 21 years old. So this was pretty much a... Glorified squash match for AJ Styles. Samoa Joe is out. He's spectating this match. AJ Styles hits a brutal, brutal suplex onto the ring apron corner onto Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal looked like he was going to cry. It was freaking brutal. But AJ Styles picks up the victory in this matchup. He defeats Jay Lethal. Then he has a stare down with Samoa Joe as he shakes Lethal's hand, showing that the X Division has a code. Next, we got a promo from Team Canada. They said that it will be Rude and Eric Young facing Team 3D at the pay-per-view. Gail Kim confronts Scott D'Amore. She says that she heard the tape that Jackie Gata gave her, and it had a lot to do with Raven. It had a lot to do with Zabisco. It had a lot to do with Canada and all the controversy in Canada, and she wants no part of it. She feels like everyone here is going to lose their job if they don't nip this in the bud now. Scott D'Amore says he'll handle it. Next, we get Chris Saban and Sanjay Dutt versus P.D. Williams in A1. This is a first-round uh, match in the tag team tournament. Chris Saban and Sanjay Dutt, which is a thrown-together team, but they pick up the victory here in a fun match against P.D. Williams in A1. P.D. Williams went for the Canadian Destroyer, and it was countered into the cradle shock by Chris Saban. Really fun match. Um, yeah, so Sabin and Dutt, they go on to the next round. AJ Styles cuts a promo. He is confronted by Christopher Daniels, who throws a uh, towel in his face. Then they argue about the towel-throwing incidents for both of their matches. Then AJ slaps Daniels. They get into a big brawl. They get a pull-apart. So that feud's still going on. So forget their quick partnership that they had a couple weeks ago on the debut of 2006. But in the end, we are going to see every man for themselves at Against All Odds, AJ, Joe, and Daniels. So it's only right that they you know, still have a little animosity towards each other. And that thing is brilliantly done, like, to show, like, hey, I care about you and you care about me. And we're fighting because we care about each other, but we don't like each other because you guys ruined our matches, basically. So, really fun. LAX, not, not the LAX you know and love. This is not Homicide and Hernandez. This is Homicide and Apollo. They go against two jobbers, make quick work of the jobbers, and afterwards they get ran down by the James Gang. And we are officially getting the James Gang versus LAX at Against All Odds. This pay-per-view is really starting to take shape. We see a world title press conference between uh, Christian Cage and Jeff Jarrett. They both talk about the title match. They talk about Sting. We got some legends here. We got Larry Zbyszko there. We have Dory Funk Jr. there. Monty Brown interrupts. He says that he could have took that title shot. So Jeff Jarrett or Christian Cage, whoever comes out of against the LODs as champion, he wants the first shot at the title. Um, We got a. of course you can't have a press conference without a brawl so we have a brawl between Cage and Jarrett the press and security try to pull everyone apart main event time we got the Naturals versus Aries and Strong Scott D'Amour and Gail Kim ask Alex Shelley who comes out with uh, Aries and Strong to follow them into the back and Shelley obliges to follow them into the back match goes on Aries and Strong pick up the victory in the main event here in a very fun matchup and probably their biggest victory yet. The Naturals are former at this point three-time NWA tag team champions. They are one of the premier tag teams of TNA and Aries and Strong pick up the victory here. They are making some headways here. They make up they make some big wins here. They beat the Naturals a couple weeks ago. They beat AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels and Chris Sabin. So, I don't see how Aries and Strong don't stick around for a long time here. I wish they did because, gosh, they freaking make headwaves every freaking week here. But, show, they they go on to the next round of the tournament where it will be them versus uh, Chris Saban and Sanjay Dutt for the number one contendership at Against All Odds next week. We'll talk about that in a few moments. But this show goes off the air with Planet Jarrett in the parking lot with Alex Shelley and his camera. They tell Alex Shelley to go record Jackie Gata, basically stalk her and get information I don't know why I said it like that. To get information on camera so they can have it to use against Jackie Gaeta. Alex Shelley obliges. And as they walk off, Eric Young looks at the camera and he says that he knows Sting isn't gone. And he's really scared because he thinks Sting is coming back to take them all out. This was a good episode of TNA. Um, I give it a 2.5 out of 5. So we got a 50% rating. I I enjoyed it though. Good matches. uh, Good storyline development. And a lot of build towards Against All Odds. We're getting close to Against All Odds, so let's talk about the February 11th episode of TNA Impact. This is the go-home show to Against All Odds, so next week on this show, we will be talking all about Against All Odds, so we'll have a special longer episode of Making an Impact, talking about that pay-per-view extravaganza. The show starts off with an amazing tag team match. Austin Aries and Roderick Strong versus Chris Saban and Sanjay Dutt in the finals of the tag team tournament, and to win the number one contendership for the tag team champions at Against All Odds. And to my surprise and to my disappointment, Roderick Strong and Austin Aries fall victim to Chris Sabin and Sanjay Dutt. So we will be getting AMW versus Sanjay and Sabin at Against All Odds. I knew, I knew they were probably going to go with the babyface heel dynamic, but I would have loved to see AMW versus Aries and Strong. Those, those uh, styles mesh well, and I think it would have been a real cool uh, matchup to see. But we won't see that. Christian Cage has a video package here. He's at his home. He's talking about how it's his destiny to uh, win the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Jackie Gata gives Jeff Jarrett seven days. She cuts a promo backstage and she says, You have seven days to reveal everything or I will reveal it for you. Alex Shelley then sees Scott Amore and he says he has something to show Damore, And they walk off with the camera. Next, we get Diamonds in the Rough versus Team 3D. Team 3D makes quick work of the Diamonds, which it's sad because Elix Skipper deserves so much more than this. I'm not a big David Young fan. Simon Diamond is aight, but gosh, Elix Skipper deserves so much more than this, especially right now watching the Asylum Years every Tuesday. Elix Skipper, I thought he was going to be a star. A star. So many wrestlers in the Asylum Years who I thought was going to be mega stars did not pan out. You know, I thought Elix Skipper was going to be a megastar. I thought Loki was going to be a megastar. I thought Jerry Lynn for sure was going to be a, at least one or two-time NWA world champion. But, whatever. Um, After this, AMW comes out. They trash talk Team 3D. When Team 3D is done with the Team Canada, they said they're coming for those tag team titles. Team Canada attacks and they leave... Team 3D bloodied in the ring, just like Team 3D's uh, feud with AMW. This is going to be a blood feud, apparently, because Team 3D's bloody and bleeding like stuffed pigs laid out in the ring due to the attack of Team Canada. So we're going to get that match in one day, (laughs) apparently. Next, we got Jay Lethal going against the X Division champion Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe makes really quick work of Jay Lethal, quicker than what AJ Styles did last week. And he is looking red hot going into their triple threat match at Against All Odds. Jeff Jarrett has a video package. Talk about him keeping the title. And then we get the main event. The main event of this show is Abyss and Monty Brown versus Rhino and Ron Killings. This is pretty much a thrown together tag match. Abyss and Rhino will be facing each other in a False Count Anywhere match at Against All Odds. We're not seeing Ron Killings versus Monty Brown. I don't think that wasn't announced, but... Anyway, taxi matchup here. abyss Rhino, they're brawling to the back. They brawl all over the ring. Uh, there's a moment here where Ron Killings, the referee's down. Ron Killings is getting beat up, and Conan attempts to help Ron The Truth Killings cheat, but Ron The Truth Killings does not accept his help. Instead, he gets a pounce for his uh, taking, and he loses the matchup for his team. Monty Brown picks up the victory. Monty Brown is going to be the number one contender coming out of Against All Odds. So... We will see Monty Brown continue to get built up for a little bit here, at least, before he leaves to the WWE. But Monty Brown picks up the victory for his team. This was a good episode of Impact, but not as good as the first episode that I reviewed on today's episode. We got more built towards Against All Odds, but I could have done it about... I, I really felt like last week's episode was more of a go-home show than this week's episode. So I give this show a 2 out of 5 stars. It was just below what I just announced before this. And like I said, we will be talking about Against All Odds next week. So we'll be giving this show a little extra time. I hope everyone enjoyed. I hope everyone has a great day. Make sure you check out Impact Wrestling on Access TV tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern. Always a great show. Tonight, like I said, is going to be Kojima and Eddie Edwards versus Violent by Design for the tag team champions. That should be a great matchup. We're continuing the build for Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega at Slammiversary on July the 17th. So make sure you tune in tonight on Access TV and go out of your way to download the Impact Plus app. Make sure you subscribe to Impact Plus. Great content on there. All the history of TNA, all the history of Impact Wrestling is all at your hands on Impact plus And plus more, they have a lot of great documentaries. They have all the pay-per-views. They have a lot of good uh, independent wrestling events on there. So do yourself a favor and check out Impact Plus. Once again, thank you to all our subscribers from all over the world. Make sure you download this episode and make sure you leave us a rate and a review. It is very much appreciated. Also follow us on Instagram at Pod and on TikTok at Pod. I hope everyone has a great day. Stay strong, stay safe, stay positive. One love. Peace out.